0: This, this is rock and roll, and roll English.
1: English real people real, real English. English here's your host Mark Johnson hello everyone and welcome to another episode of rock and roll English a bonus episode oh yeah baby it's Thursday normally there are no episodes on Thursdays but this Thursday there's an episode. <laughs> which is why I suppose it's a bonus episode and in today's show I speak to AJ from Effortless English. I really enjoyed this conversation as I learned some stuff about Japanese culture which is where AJ lives but I also learned some other stuff about teaching English because AJ is a teacher with a lot of experience. He mentioned some things I had never thought about. So here is the conversation. Happy listening! So, hello, AJ, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Hey, thank you. So, thanks again for taking the time to um, come on the show. You've got a very interesting profile that I would like you to sort of tell us about a bit. So, first of all, you live in Japan, is that right? That's correct, yes. I live in Osaka, Japan at the moment. Ah, very nice. And how long have you lived there? Oh, let's see. It's It's been about a year now, just under a year. Oh, right. Okay. So I thought you'd live there for longer for some reason. Um, and what were you doing before? Where were you before? Kind of nomadic. I was in, uh, we were in San Francisco for a while.
0: Uh, okay. Short time in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Kyoto, nice. Japan for a little short time. So yeah, kind of move around a lot. Oh, wow.
1: Very nice. And where are you from originally then? Originally from Georgia in the United States, the southeastern part of the United States. Okay, fantastic. Um, Obviously, you are the creator of Effortless English. Um, I've had a look at that. It looks very interesting. Um, So, why don't you tell us a bit about it? You've obviously got a book, for example, a podcast. Sure. The
0: idea and the name Effortless English, um, actually, I wanted to name it Effortless Effort, right? Uh Because this is the idea. The idea behind it is that... um, it's not to be lazy or anything because <laughs> some people here are effortless and they think, oh, I don't have to do anything. That's not true. It is more the idea of uh, that the, the effort is so enjoyable, so interesting that it doesn't feel like effort. So, you know, you may sure. be listening to English two, three hours a day or something, but you do it in such a way that uh, you're having a great time. So it doesn't feel like effort. It feels sure. effortless.
1: Oh, right. Very interesting concept, actually. It's kind of what I try to do here on Rock and Roll English. Try and make it a little bit more interesting than the usual sort of textbook stuff that you often hear. Um, So exactly like you say, so people don't think, oh, God, I have to listen to some English now to make it effortless, as you say. Yes, indeed. You know,
0: exactly. So listening to your podcast. So that's just enjoyable. People can just, you know, pop that on, go for a walk. And uh, in in many ways, they might not even feel like they're, you know, learning English or studying English or practicing English. It's just uh, they're listening to an an interesting conversation or something. and, uh, And yet they are improving their English.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's what I always tell my students to actually try and make English part of their daily lives. Instead of just, you know, you have to study for twenty minutes a day, something like that. To make it actually part of your life so you don't actually look at it as, Oh God, I've got to study English and things like this.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. I mean so much of it is just emotional when I, I you know, I used to teach in in schools and teach classes and uh, you know, for a long time I worked on you know, my teaching techniques and the methods and the kind of lessons. And then I hit a point where I realized that, wow, you know, a lot of it is just emotional. A lot of it is they, uh, they get tired or they get bored or they're stressed or, sure. you know, for various emotional reasons, people quit or, or they don't put in, you know, the, the amount of uh, time and concentration that they need uh, mm. because of that. So I really started focusing more then on that side of it uh, as well because uh, it's, it's so important
1: sure absolutely in fact i had never looked at it like that and you're absolutely right there's so much is emotional i've had students before certainly at the school where i work and they just sort of arrive at a point and they just say okay that's it now because as you said they're just tired and bored so yeah helping students with like the emotional side is actually very interesting um so you said obviously you were teaching well you are teaching how long have you been teaching for
0: uh let's see wow Long time. Uh, my first job teaching was 1996, so it's like, what, 22 years mm-hmm. doing this, so
1: pretty long time. Wow, so certainly someone that knows what they're talking about, um, so that's what we love to have on the podcast, people exactly <laughs> like you, that can give share some sort of tips and stuff with us um, about how we can improve our English, um, well... I mean I can improve my English as well, obviously. Everyone can always improve. <laughs> but certainly for the listeners. Um so you've obviously got a book um called Effortless English and where you um speak about secrets of uh, or techniques maybe to learn English. Obviously we don't want you to tell us all of them, but if you could just share maybe one or two.
0: Sure. Yeah and, and you know the book actually talks about the, the exactly the that's that split, those kind of two general Things or two general uh, concepts to think about are on the one hand the, the mental the emotional part the motivational part and then on the other side is just you know the the the, the methods of learning and on the mm-hmm. methods of learning I very much favor uh, I don't know you could call it a natural approach but but mm-hmm. uh, for people who are say beginners or intermediate to focus a lot on listening first sure. Listen, uh, and really getting that input. And mm-hmm. uh, in an understandable way, in an enjoyable way, um, mm-hmm. kind of mimicking—not not exactly like babies or children—but mimicking the sort of process that they go through. And sure. in, instead of you know, at, at, in schools, they often reverse it, where uh, the the beginning is focused on uh, lots of reading, lots of analysis of grammar, and memorization sure. of various rules and sure, lists of vocab, and yeah. And it's it sort of very unnatural. It's, so, it's really the opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. And then the all this of,
1: there are many sort of speaking exercises when it's just vocalizing grammar instead of actually trying to take part in a normal conversation. It's just basically vocalizing the grammar that you've been studying for the last hour.
0: Exactly. And, and seeing and that's part too where it comes in, where it really starts, I think, to kill the the enjoyment and the motivation because you're like you said, you're, you're vocalizing uh, grammar, but there's no mm. meaning behind it. It's not sure. important to you. It's not interesting to the, the student at all. And mm-hmm. so pretty quickly, I think, for for most students, it just sort of becomes this
1: this uh, what feels like a meaningless exercise. Sure. Um, so going back to the emotional side, then what how do you help people with that? What do you uh, what do you advise um, students to do? Uh, you know, at the very simplest level, I,
0: I, I sometimes there's some crazy things. But uh, the, the big part of it is I really want to link the, this idea of it's, it's sort of a basic um technique of even advertisers use this actually marketers of where you're going to link uh english the process of learning english speaking english hearing english to Mm -hmm. strong powerful emotions such as excitement Mm -hmm. and enthusiasm and it's as simple Mm -hmm. as you know every time uh you listen to english before you do it to put yourself into that emotional state and Mm -hmm. an easy way to do it for example you could just play some energetic music you could dance around you can (laughs) do Things with your body, like smile, put your shoulders back, um, whatever you can. You can uh-huh. go really crazy and scream and jump around, but just get yourself <laughs> feeling fantastic. Boom, turn it off. That takes about you know twenty seconds, and then uh-huh. you know turn on your English audio or whatever you're gonna do, and try to maintain that feeling, that that really strong positive emotion as you're listening to English or as you're speaking English and practicing it, and through repetition, you can actually kind of program yourself to feel strong, excited, confident whenever you hear or use English. Uh, it's a process, but it it does work. Um, Fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. It, and this is one way I, I try to help my students feel more confident uh, about their sure.
1: speaking. No, I really like it. I've, I've obviously never heard that before, but I really like it. Obviously open to all techniques. And I can imagine that actually working. Um Yeah, I really like the idea behind that. I'm obviously still learning Italian, so I'm actually going to try this with Italian. The only thing I'm worried about is, so before a conversation, if I have to, um, if I'm speaking to someone, jump around. How do you? (laughs) Ah, so there's, okay. So
0: yeah, good point. Uh, There there is another little trick you can do. It's called Uh anchor, anchoring, okay? Okay. Basically what you do is, as you you do that whole same process I just described, you know, shout, jump Mm -hmm. around, go crazy. And right as you're feeling that kind of peak, Emotion. You, you could just do something very subtle, like but some some like very unique gesture, for example, at, at your side, you could drop your arm to your side and just squeeze your fist. Mm-hmm. right? And then you do it every single time. And so just as you're connecting English to this excited, good feeling, you will start to connect that gesture or that motion or that action, the physical sensation of it will also get linked to this feeling to the point where eventually if you just drop your arm and you squeeze your fist hard, you'll feel a little jolt of positive, uh, you know, emotion, a little jolt of positive energy.
1: And I've I've heard of this technique, actually, um, in a a book I read, but I'd never thought of associating it to um, like language learning. So it's very, very interesting, actually. So obviously, thanks for sharing that yeah. with us.
0: Oh yeah, sure, sure. So it, it is a great thing you can do. I uh, sometimes I teach my students, you know, uh, try to help them with public speaking or job interviews in English. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing, right? Because in all those situations, actually, you know, the the, the the fear, the embarrassment, the nervousness gets even worse if you're sure, absolutely. And so yeah. it's the same technique. I, I mean, I use this technique for public speaking. I used to be terrified mm-hmm. of talking to groups, and uh, So this is what I would do before. Anytime I go speak to a group, I have my own little gestures that I do. And, you know, it it works. It really does work.
1: Fantastic. Well, thanks again for sharing that. Um, So moving to sort of podcast now. Um, Obviously, on your podcast, you give motivation tips, language learning tips, um, many other things. But something I really like um, is I saw you do a kind of book club um, where at the moment you're looking at the book Animal Farm by George Orwell. So tell us a bit more about that. Just finished that.
0: Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I started trying to think of some, uh, some of things to do. And uh, we were always on my Twitter, people are discussing what books they're reading. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought, well, you know, let's do, we could do an online book club. We'll just go through it chapter by chapter, pick a book. And uh, everybody, the idea is everyone tries to read the chapter themselves the week before okay Uh, and yes you know sometimes for some people that's it's quite difficult and others it's easier Mm -hmm. then uh during the podcast i will just go through the chapter and i'll summarize i'll try to teach some of the vocabulary and then we'll have a discussion about uh you know sort of
1: the meaning and the ideas of the chapter yeah the discussion you then do online on facebook is that right yeah we'll do uh on facebook or on youtube live okay yeah no, that's really interesting And uh, was this the first book you've you've done it for animal farm
0: yep animal farm was the first and we just finished that one uh, we're going to do a non-fiction one next uh, so mm-hmm. i let everyone vote they wanted to do rich dad poor dad so i guess my fans want to learn about money <laughs> <laughs> no
1: everyone does everyone wants to learn about money it's all right um, all right
0: sure <laughs> let's do it
1: uh, animal farm though, that's actually one of my favorite books that was a great first choice that It's
0: fantastic. There's so much there, you know. Yeah, in, absolutely. In really a lot of deep meaning, and we had some great discussions. And, you know, the, the cool thing about that is that um, everybody said, this sounds like my country. It, it doesn't matter if they were from a <laughs> communist country or, or from, you know, the United States or from, you know, living in the United States or, or in Europe or everyone. This is just like my country. Like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> these techniques are now used
1: everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and also I noticed you have a pronunciation course um, so tell us just even just one thing that you how you sort of teach people on that sure I, I kind of like this um,
0: technique of shadowing which I did not develop I can't remember the guy's name who, who uh, sort of made that popular uh, but anyway it, it's, it's it's the thing where you, you you listen to an audio so let's say and then you, you listen to it in your headphones and then as you listen to it you also try to speak along with the audio
1: yeah i've actually i told my um audience about that recently actually well the um the paid members for my website because i was doing that for a podcast in italian and i found that so useful but i hadn't even read that i just started doing it and i found it really really useful so i'm actually pleased that someone has actually <laughs> this is a real technique
0: it is it is um uh, it's called shadowing and i mm-hmm. uh, can't it's a, a professor who one of these guys who speaks like 15 languages or something, uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is his sort of main technique that, that he uses to uh, to learn languages. And it's one of the things I use for pronunciation, especially helps with fluency, just getting getting used to getting those words out, you know, and sure, that's absolutely. the first hard part of it is just uh, getting all those phrases and sentences out sort of nonstop. Yeah. And then from there, you can start to refine, you know, specific sounds and things, but...
1: Sh- sure. Um, the only problem I had with that is when I'm in public and I'm sort of talking to myself. <laughs> um, <that's laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it, uh, I, I, I studied uh, Spanish for a
0: little bit. I did the Camino de Santiago, you know, it's like that one-month uh-huh. walk. And so I would do this while walking, but when, when we'd get outside the cities, you know, so we'd be out in the countryside, I'd be walking along and I'd be really loudly, you know, just talking <laughs> along in Spanish to the, <laughs> to the audio. It's really good if you can do it, yeah, outdoors, away from people, or with the closed door
1: sure Um, well I was actually on a train the last time I was doing it and there was someone (laughs) sitting right right in front of me but I was just sort of um, well I was mainly speaking in my head sort of mumbling the words every now and again Uh, but yeah these are the things we have to do if we want to learn languages Um, I know this is where you have um, you speak a lot about fluent in six months is that a course you offer no actually that was
0: well this was a recent sort of debate we've Mm -hmm we've had you know people always ask me how long how long to fluency you know in in a way I think it's it's not a very productive question (laughs) Um, yeah
1: I I 100% agree with you that's a question I get a lot here um well normally from friends that that, well their English level is basically zero and they (laughs) say well how long how long will it take I really need to learn how long will it take and I say if you start like that you're already starting at the worst possible way that you can, because I say to them again, it needs to become part of your life. You can't expect just to, I don't know, one hour a week, read a book, and then in six months be fluent.
0: Exactly. exactly. And, and the other the other problem, too, is that people, when they think of this issue of time, they t- do tend to think of months and years, but it's really more about the hours, you know. I Sure. Mean, so people don't think, oh, how many hours? I never get to ask that. How many hours do I need yeah, to be fluent? Yeah, it's a good fluent? point, yeah. It's always how many months. Is it, well, are you doing English one hour a day or 10? <laughs> because it's a big difference.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Um, and there's obviously def- different definitions of what like fluent actually is in a language. So it's, it's a very, very difficult question.
0: It is tricky because some people, you say fluent, they, they think you're almost a native speaker. And yeah, then others... Exactly. Uh, What's that guy's name Benny Lewis? Who, who? It's just basically you can sort of get by, so, sure. and so, and then anything in between. So it's really tricky. I think. I think that I've seen, however, with my students and 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 the members of my website, that the people who have the greatest success in the shortest time are the ones who are just super excited and enthusiastic. They just love the process of it. They're just enjoying it. they just get excited about, wait, maybe it's movies, maybe it's TV, maybe it's books, maybe it's podcasts, but they just really get excited about it. And they don't, they're not thinking about, Oh, you know, I got to get this score on this test or how many months do I have to keep doing this?
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing I always try and encourage people to do, to do things that you enjoy doing in your normal language. And then obviously take that and then do that in english basically so as you said if you like podcasts listen to podcasts if you like watching films watch films if you like reading books read books for example
0: exactly you know
1: what well, you know, the world cup's coming up
0: so I've, i'm trying to encourage all uh, all of my fans to just hey you know try to try to start reading about the world cup in english uh, watch some uh watch some games see if you can get commentary in english uh watch Shh. there's tons of it out there i mean it's all absolutely, over
1: absolutely yeah um, that was actually my next point, actually, because I'm a big football fan. I saw that you've been wearing your Japan shirt and uh, encouraging people to uh, um, sort of use English via football and things like this. I will actually be doing some podcasts about football um, in the World Cup, during the World Cup. Sorry, because as I said, I'm a big fan. Um, but so tell me about Japan. Do you know how what their chances are? I know Kagawa, um, does he still play for them?
0: The, the, the chances are, well, I think they're ranked sixty. 60- is what I saw uh-huh. in the world so I'd say their ch- chances are low um, well,
1: I'm sure their chances are higher than England's uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, What group is England in? Uh, I can't remember the, the letter but we're in a group with Bel- Belgium that are a good side um, Tunisia and the last one I can't remember I think we're in the last group though whatever letter that is
0: Okay yeah Japan's got Poland and Colombia Okay. And uh who's I can't what's the other team?
1: Morocco? No, no, that's right. they're with Egypt. Uh oh, Senegal. Senegal. Oh right. Oh that they're, they're quite a good team. And so to, in Japan is it like do people really follow football? I don't know. I'd say for team
0: sports it's it's number two. Baseball's number one. Really and baseball in Japan. I didn't oh, did know is that at huge all. Huge here. Yeah. Really? Uh huh. Yeah, that's the number one team sport. I, you know, I, I whenever I go for walks and I go by all the parks, you know, all the kids
1: are out playing baseball. Tons of, of uh, really? kids seem They're did, really I good, too. Really? I don't know why. Maybe just because I'm an idiot. I don't know. But I did not know that at all and did not expect it.
0: Yeah, they're one of the best teams in the world. Uh, you know, there's oh, sort really? of this new thing. Well, somewhat new. I, in the last 15 years, I think they they have a kind of world cup for baseball they call it the baseball classic Mm -hmm. and uh i think japan won the first one they've won it at least once so they're they're one of the top teams in the world
1: interesting well as i always say on this show every day is a school day you learn something (laughs) new every day yeah um anyway thanks a lot for your time aj for sharing with us um about your book um, podcasts and obviously speaking about the World Cup. Um, so just let us know, how can we find out more about you? Where can we find you? Oh, sure. You can just go to my website. It's
0: effortlessenglishclub.com, mm-hmm. Effortless English Club. And if you go to the blog, you, you'll, you'll see all my free stuff.
1: Okay, fantastic. We love free stuff, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so thanks again for your time, AJ, and I uh, hope to hear from you soon. Great. Great talking to you. Thank you. You too. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. OK, so that was me speaking to AJ from Effortless English. As I said, it was a really interesting conversation. I love the technique of getting yourself into like a mental state before speaking English. Um, it's definitely something worth trying because there is no one method that 100% works for these things You have to experiment, so please try and experiment. I'm certainly going to do it, so you try as well. Remember to go and find AJ if you put effortless English into Google, all of the main social media channels, you will find him. So, I hope you enjoyed the bonus show and learned something. Remember, we always need to try and learn something every day, baby. Oh, yeah, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you all again on Monday. In the meantime, just keep on rockin', people. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.